Before we get to today's episode, we have a little favor to ask. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate Mom's Art 2. As many stars as you want, preferably five. And anyone that rates Mom's Art 2 and leaves a review can write us a question or response that we'll read on the show. If you have your own story to share with us, go to Apple Podcasts and include your story with your review onto the show. We are just two moms in search of inspiration while creating questionable comedy. Moms are too. <laughs> Silly. What? <laughs> Silly. What? Uh, hi, Brooke. Melanie. Brooke Melanie. In case you didn't um, know her full name. So our last episode was. Oh, I don't even know what our episode was. <laughs> what day is it? What day is it? Um, this next episode that we're going to go into right now. Yeah. Is. Oh, it's really special. Because it is really special. He got us our our clear vision for our show. He did. When he, we needed Not it. only did he give us clear vision on what the fuck we should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, was very, right. He was very nice to say yeah. that what we had been doing was here, here are the good points. And here's where I think it could be better. Um, and we appreciate that because we're kind of blunt. Um, and then he provided us with our amazing producer, Rob Adler with Rob Brooklyn Adler. Frequency, who puts up with our shit. Regularly. Um, so we've got Rob, our producer, but we have Rob's. Rob's Rob's. Rob's Rob's. Rob's Rob's, Rob's Schulte. Who has incredible and credits. He's like. He's just. He's just. He just, just knows what the, the fuck he's doing. Thing, it. Okay. And, yeah. He produces podcasts for big, big peeps, and and has his own amazing podcast where he's doing cool things that are. I mean, they're they're hilarious too. Yeah. Um. And so he came on and chatted with us a little bit, and we had a little. Yeah, little he's really moment. interesting, really kind, and he has really good. He's just fun. I just like hanging out with him. I do too. He honestly, he he makes us, he makes us sound smarter. He did make us sound smarter. <laughs> It's not because he's dumb. It's because no. we need to be around smart people. Well, we well that's our whole philosophy. Yeah. When we put ourselves around people who are smarter than us, then we look good. That's right. That's, that's basically right. what. It is. And that's we did. Right. We actually this episode we actually have got it together. I mean, well, I do have something to tell you. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she pulled out her notes. I did because I have to write things down. Uh, she does. Is Charlie, it one of your dreams again? No. Flurver, Charlie Flurver was like, Blur. can I read your notepad? And I was like, yeah, it's right there. And he was like, holy fuck, Mel. So he took a screenshot of it. Oh, I think he's going to save it and mail. play it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm telling you, it's dementia. You got to make me her. <laughs> what was the Britney's thing? Oh, uh, conservator. Conservator. He already is my conservator. What the Pretty fuck? Pretty much. Right? Whatever. Yeah. I have trouble with things like perfume and whatever. I, I, I trouble with what? Like the, it like bothers I, you? Or no, you can't I love find it. But right I can't wear a, wear a lot. You have a very specific perfume that you wear, and it's yeah. fucking perfect for you. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you smell like. I know that it suits you. It isn't overbearing, but it smells like you and what your personality would be. And like, I really struggle with it. It's my armpit. No, not the dry and flaky (laughs) one. No, my my spicy pit. But you wear uh, a perfume or something that, do you Uh want to say what it is or no? Yeah. Because we don't want everybody uh, wearing it. I don't know that I say it right. It's from the designer uh, Mugler. 
Muckler. Oh my God, isn't that horrible? I just botched his name. He just passed away recently. He's a designer, but then this was his perfume. He's got, it's like Alien. And then this one is Angel. It's Angel from Muggler. M U G L E R. M U G. It's in a star, like glass Muriel. star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maria. I'm sure that's what it is. So I finally found my scent. Oh. Yeah. And it's not. Is this bug our next spray. commercial? <laughs> no. It's oh, not maybe. citronella? <gasps> well. Citronella oil. Listen. She bathes in it. I do. I don't have it on right now, but I usually do. For do you I do you hear this story? I don't know if I told this on the show before. <laughs> but for our wedding, we got married in Panama. You were there. I was so there. I was so there. And we uh it was outdoors. And I knew that and I was reading one of those wedding books and they were like, make sure you have like a wedding day scent and da da da. Yeah, but there are things in there are bugs in Panama that aren't like normal. That's right. They have those and, noceums, the chitras, yeah, which are noceums. Those motherfuckers like will destroy big, your legs. Yes. Like I had scabs. It looked like I had scabies. Like, yes, scabies. It looked like I had like leprosy. Yeah. So you're supposed to get a, a scent for your wedding day. So then every time you smell it, it's like your wedding day. Well, my scent was off. Stop it. I did. Or but I specifically it. made it off because I was like, I'm not wearing perfume out here. I'm in the wilderness. Like, what the fuck would I be doing? So because we Jesus didn't have water Christ. that morning, I actually stood. There's a little tiny water. We didn't have water. Sorry, that happened a lot. Life. We also lost our electricity for like two hours or something where we were all oh just like God. singing a cappella. Anyway, not singing show tunes. Oh, we had like cool yeah. people singing like. Whatever their favorite song was. So, but in the morning, there was no water. And so there was this little trickle coming out of the pool uh, thing, which is probably just rotted water left over in the pipe. And so I was just standing underneath there with my arm in the air, doing a little shave, shave, going, I at least got to get my pits because that's all I can do. And then, uh, and then, but what I wore for my wedding scent was off. And so now every time I I wear off. I swear to God. And so now every time I, I smell off, but I genuinely- Every time you wear off, Charlie's like, come here, oh, girl. Honeymoon, baby. <laughs> no. Brings but, me back. Yeah. We were too drunk. No, we did. We did. I would have been pissed. Like, that, it doesn't matter. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, but my, my new scent. So we went to the Maldives in April and they give you these bags on the plane. It's like this white leather with black trim and inside there's- <laughs> A toilet spray. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Like, this is starting to get weird. Oh, is it rose? Is it great? Is it? It smells is so it poop? good. No. Poop. No. What no. It, it covers up what's poop the one, smell. The poop. No. But what's that? Poopery. Poopery. <laughs> no, because that smells like you can tell that that's like the oil to cover up poop smells. Do you know that I have poopery hand sanitizer? Why? Do you wipe your butt with no, your hand? No, I think Matt got it for something for where my husband for his. But that doesn't like, smell like the poopery. No, it's it's like it's literally hand sanitizer, but it's by poopery. Does it smell the same as the well, poopery? Well, it confuses me. It makes me feel weird inside. Like I, don't I, like I, it. I, why am I putting something that should be covering up shit on my hands? Other anyway, than go on. Yes. So I I have it with me. I'll let you smell it. But it's this tiny. It looks like a perfume. You would never know that it's for poopoos, right? To put in the toilet. You. It smells so fucking. I wore it the other day. <laughs> I put it on. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> and Charlie was like, <laughs> you smell so fresh. Because <laughs> it's rose. It's like, it smells like roses. It smells so But it doesn't fresh. smell like, you know how when you put poopery in the thing and it's like that smell and you're like, mm, that's poopery. Like, you smell- you, I could have either smelled your poop in here or now I just smell your poopery. So I know either it happens. It smells like poopery. Right. 
I might, I could just come in here with my mouth open and it would have been fine <gasps> instead of just plugging my nose. But I this smells it. so good. And so I've been wearing it and nobody fucking knows that it's, well, now they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mel used to smell like bug spray. And now, and now she, she smells, smells like, like toilet spray. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah. Is that all you had to tell me? <laughs> I just wanted you to know because I, you're going to tell me I smell really good and I'm going to have to tell you that it's thing. a toilet spray. Maybe there's but perfume it was, out there that there's not. Has, smells like Everything rose. smells like perfume. Everything smells like fucking perfume. And it's annoying to me because it's sharp and it's hard and this is because yours is so light and fresh. Well, you just got to find the right one. <laughs> have you ever like as far as rose, but you know what my other scent used to be that I would wear and I still have it. And I Patchouli. Like, well, <laughs> yes, um, is Chanel number five. Uh-huh. It's powdery fresh. It's super light. Um, do you have it here? I'm going to smell it. Hell yes. Girl, okay, I'm going to smell it. Of course, I stay with Chanel number five because every woman needs it. And in fact, when my one of my good friends, our family, yeah. her daughter um, had her bridal shower. I got her a bottle of Chanel number five yeah. because every woman, especially who is going into womanhood and is about to get married, you need to have Chanel number five. Really? Oh, 100%. I didn't know You this. get out of the shower at night or you yeah. take a bath, you yeah. put that shit on your body for bed. I used to wear oops. Oh. Was that a thing? No, what was yes. the one that was shaped like a... Exclamation? Yeah, exclamation. <laughs> I thought it was another oops, poops, you bamps. No, no, no. No, but wouldn't that be funny because it would be called oops, but I pictured it because oops has an exclamation point at the end. Oops. <laughs> but it was called exclamation Hell point. yeah. Well, called. I don't know if the point was there, but no. yeah, I used to have exclamation. And, the and now you can get on. it at any Walgreens. Hey, you know what? And you know what I used to wear, though? The spray ones, the aerosol ones? Yes. You know what my scent was in high school that what? people still, even at my reunion, was like, what? remember when you used to wear, I used to wear Javon White Musk oh, from, the, that's like, from the pharmacy. Yeah. Javon. Javon White Musk. It had to be the White Musk, too. Yeah. But that's some light and fresh. Yeah. But that used to spray that shit, but I was really spraying, like trying to cover up the cigarette smoke. That's what um, I was really trying to do. Yeah. So I spray extra all the time. So like all of my, like it was in yeah. my pores and it yeah, was yeah, in yeah. my car. And, you were and like, that's everything. Everyone would always say that. That's funny. So you do. You got to find your, you have to find your scent. Well, it's toilet spray. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm comfortable with it. And Charlie thinks I smell fresh. So that's all that matters. Does he know that it's toilet now spray? Now I just have to buy, fly first class again to be able to get more. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maldives, here I come. God, I can't stand you. <laughs> Silly. What? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, what? look at us. Hi. Look at us here. On another episode of Mom's Art 2, and we have this amazing yes. human being who will tell the story how we met, but it's actually quite funny. And I feel like, honestly, is a little, it's a little universal. Like, you know, the universe how we, brought us together. The universe brought us together. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it. But this is Mr. Rob Schulte. He is a podcast host and producer known for his reality TV comedy podcast. Vanderpump Robs, as well as his retro media podcast, Bill and Robs, 
an excellent adventure, which has the best intro ever. Yeah. Uh, he's worked with Spotify, SiriusXM, Vice, Team Coco, and Bridge Burner Podcast Collective, and more. And I don't oh know God. why he's on our podcast. I don't he's know our either. Friend. We're very, very lucky <laughs> to have you here because you're like big time and you're going to make us like legit. Hey, here's the thing. We're all podcasters, so we're all like not quite big time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's right. We're still we're still radio or yeah. podcast. We're not even radio. We're podcast. Give us that red table talk show. That's just the three of us, and then we'll be big time. You know, that's we have true. To cry, we have to have though. sex with yeah. each other. Right? Oh, well, have sex with someone else, and then talk about it. That's true. And then I'm the gonna have to slap someone at an award show, make a public yes. apology. And, you know, feel legit remorse. You know, I did something wrong. Yeah. I have so many opinions about this. We cannot get into this right now because I don't want to offend anybody because I'm really mm. like passionate about this situation. Are you? Yeah. I did not know you were so yeah, passionate we'll talk about, about the slap. We'll talk about it after over the drinking. Well, as my friend Mike Sachs says, I, I quote him all the time. I, I have a passion for passion. So, just, you know, anything that gets the blood pumping and making you feel like I need to talk about this is, is yeah. always exciting, I say. Well, then that leads us to talk about like what you're passionate about talking about because you have a couple podcasts of your yeah. own that you have going on right now. Yeah, I want to hear about the Vanderpump props. Start us from the beginning because oh, I've listened wow. to some of the episodes and it's a ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, because I thought going in that you were a legit fan, right? Mm. And I was <laughs> thinking this is going to be amazing. I used to watch the show. He's going to have inside information. And it was way better than that <laughs> because you are watching the show, taking it in as like a fly on the wall, not really invested but really just good, unbiased watching it. Well, what made you want to do Vanderpump Rules? So I think it's because it took me by surprise, right? Yeah. Like I did not expect to like that show. And I think there is like some internalized, I'm a dude, sort of this show isn't made for me sort of thought right. when I was like going into it. And yeah. my girlfriend was watching it and you live in the same building. You're in a, you know, small apartment in Brooklyn, New York at the time. And you can't avoid the shows each other are watching. And <laughs> I sat down <laughs> and at the time I used to smoke marijuana. And at the time, at the time I, I have ceased, <laughs> I've ceased most substances these days in my life. What happened? You moved to California. I know I moved to California and stopped. I'm an insane person. What are you pregnant? I am. I'm with triplets. Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, never could tell. <laughs> I'm glowing. Can't you see? Um, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but there was a season where Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz were opening their bar, Tom yes. Tom. Yes, Tom And Tom. I was like, I've worked in a bar. I want to know what this process is. But my girlfriend was like, oh, this part's boring to me. I'm going to fast forward onto the, the next scene. And I was just like, well, now I've got to like go and <laughs> check this out. And so I started this season from the beginning and I was like, I'm so lost. I need to know all of the interpersonal relationships. I'm going to season one and getting up to this season, which then the producer editor of your show, that Rob, different Rob. No, because he's Rob and you're Robs. That's true. That's true. He is familiar with a Star Trek podcast that I used to be on, and I was on tour with that Star Trek podcast, and I found out one of those hosts watched Vanderpump Rules, and I was like, you guys have a Star Trek recap podcast, 
maybe I should start a Vanderpump Rules podcast and call it Vanderpump Robs. And he like, it was like record scratch. Stop. And <laughs> Ben goes, you absolutely have to start that podcast. And it was just, I said it all tongue in cheek. And then I did it. But it's perfect because yeah. obviously your name is Robs, but it also robs you of so many things <laughs> because it robs you of your life. It, it robs you of your morals. Yes. It robs you of your time. And it, it robs, robs you, you of connection to what's really happening in the world. In the world. <laughs> yes, it And does. it robs you of the idea that I would never like this. And you're like, holy yeah. No, fuck. I used to watch it all the time. Oh, my God. There's and so much Stassi. We can Stassi so and Jax. Oh. Well, Jax is with, God. what's her name? Are, did they get engaged? Or oh, they are married and have a child now. Brittany oh, and Jax. What is wrong? Oh, I, tell me about it. I'm. So is he on the show anymore? Because now he's stable. No, uh, I he's believe, not stable. Uh, Stassi <laughs> no and Jax and Kristen and Brittany are no longer on the show, and I'll got let it. your audience Ooh. Google that. Um, oh my god, I have to go back a season at least. Though. Yeah. See now, look. See. Yep. It's yep. robbing me. Of, I'm, so I'm not going to be able to raise my children. We're robbing this podcast of substance. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. No, this is actually no. I now I want to go watch the show because I liked listening to your podcast. So now I need to go watch the show yeah. so that I can now combine it with your podcast. And it's even know it's what so the funny. hell is going on. It is a healthy alternative to watching the show, though. Too, I will Ooh, say that. But it's okay. both. I like yeah. that it's both. Like you can watch the show and then you can still get the giggles and chuckles afterwards with you guys. But then if you don't watch the show and you genuinely just want entertainment, Vanderpump Robs is. Fantastic. Hey, yeah. well, I appreciate that. And I have a, I have a blast <laughs> doing it. I used to just do it like I would do a whole season of the show and then I would take time off. And then when I had more time in between work, you know, your day job has its ups and its downs. You just want to keep creating. Uh, but yes. now I've just gotten into the point where it's like, I'm changing up the format. I'm doing an episode that I want to do. I'm bringing on a comedian to talk about this random episode here because they've never even seen the show. I'm going to... I did yeah. a live show at the Burbank Airport Marriott. I listened to that. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that. And it was just a what like. What was that convention? Oh, I didn't Lord. quite understand because okay. you were like, then you got flown yeah. to, you had like the VIP and something happened. What is, what is, who is this bug man? What is happening? <laughs> oh my God, so, start. So bug main, just, and main. I, I'm oh, not even main. trying to be a correcting person. I just want to say. Is he related to Gucci main? It, I think it's in that vibe, right? Got um, it. I don't know any of those words. Uh, Bugman is like a mysterious comedic figure who's trying, not trying, succeeded in making like this absurdist convention. Uh, and uh, he was a musician at one point, but he was also like a mystery guest on a lot of like podcasts like Doughboys and Struggle Session. But he's known for like his crazy theories about media. And I say crazy tongue in cheek, you know, uh -huh. like there's one thing where he talks about how people were in a simulation and then like tragedies broke people out of the like matrix like world. But we're trying to re put together our memories via the media we know. So that's why they're remaking all these Star Wars movies. And that's why there's a bunch of remakes. And it's all very silly. Wait, is he real? Is he serious about it? I bet you could ask some people and say, and they'd say, uh, yes, he's serious about it. I say it's one big silly goose session, you know? Right, right, right. So mm -hmm. I had that live show where I said, well, if people were in a simulation, 
Vanderpump Rules cast members are ruining the simulation for everyone. <laughs> and that was my panel. That's amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. I want to talk to that guy because I feel like he might be right. <laughs> I'll direct you to some Doughboys episodes. So, but he did this whole convention, which yeah. had, what does it attract? Who does it attract? Does it attract podcasters? Who I think it, it attracts attract? more like fans of podcasts and music because he had put out uh, like three albums and they were honestly some of the catchiest tunes I've ever heard. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. And- they're all on Spotify. Here, I'm not here to advertise Bugmane, but I'm just right, a fan. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I don't mean that. And I'm just being silly. Um, but I, I think that- Fuck that guy. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is like almost, you know, like a, an ironic convention because of how absurd- the conventions like Comic-Con and stuff have just exploded. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like- yeah more burdensome, and this is me as an outsider, I don't go to Comic-Con that often, but it feels more of a, I don't wanna say hassle, but some of these huge conventions are way more planning than they used to be. Uh-huh. Oh my God, no, it's a hassle. It's a pain in the ass. I've been to them. And you have to spend hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to even go, and then you have to spend the amount of money to Stay, stay and buy in things San Diego or wherever it may be. Yeah. Well, and we typically like buy it and then go have to like we we buy the tickets and anytime we stand in line to go see anybody we want to see, it's not for me. I'm not a Comic Con sure. girl. I have boys. My husband. It was they had clients. So, but you do dress up as like a robot, right? No, I wear oh, okay. holy jeans. Yeah, I dress up as I dress up as a mom of three. Okay, uh, which I, I think personally is a superhero. <laughs> That's um, true. Completely agree. <laughs> but, completely agree. Facts. But we've like waited in lines to go see certain like Ghost Adventures. My oldest mm-hmm. was all about Ghost Adventures, and it was for fucking forever. We didn't even get in, and then he's like I, pissed off because oh. he's nine and doesn't understand. You know, it's fine. We base it's we it's pay all fine. that money so we can go into the floor. Yeah, and and spend more money on trinkets that we'll never use but you need the figure you need the figurine you, you know? need this the surprise box yes oh my god yes if i have to buy one more fucking ryan's egg <laughs> you know what that is i don't but i'm using context oh my god. god there's this kid on youtube that makes like two million dollars a month or something oh, like he's crazy. the highest paid it's he's ridiculous. and he started as a little kid and now and his parents and blah 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 but they put content out every day twice a day and he has this egg that you peel away and there's little prizes inside and it's all target. bullshit. Ugh. It's all like little trinkets and bugs and rubber and slime that you have to never like wear that Kinder shirt again. Eggs. Like the the No, those oh, are way I better. Wish. That's oh, delicious. Give me some chocolate those. with it, you know. Right? Yeah, right? No. Hazelnut. No, no, it's a slime crunch. in it. Slime. <laughs> and slime ruins your entire house. So, no, slime ruins lives. Yeah, oh, you have to shave your head. If it gets in your hair. I've had to throw away brand new bedding because of brown that I thought was shit. Ugh. I thought it was shit. I had to buy a new car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. She's it's like, I had a brand but did you say I had to buy a brand new car? I did. It was in my black Jeep. You and I was like, oh, I no. fucking hate this. It was pink slime that was in there for like two years. She had to buy and a then brand finally new I'm like lives. it's like I'm not gonna clean my house, I'll just move. Yeah. You don't have kids, do you, Rob? <laughs> I do not, well, but I do have, and I know oh, people who way. have uh yeah, three on the way. I'm glowing. Uh and I know powerful parents such as yourselves, hate it when people say this, but I do have a 65-pound pit bull who takes it, up a lot of my counts. day. It the same. It, um, it is, yes, it definitely counts. It's like forever having a kindergartner, you know? Oh, it, yeah, and it, they're never going to leave. Never. 
Never. I swear to God, Mel, you used to say that exact same thing because I had kids before her uh-huh. and she used to say, but I have kids because my dogs. <laughs> and then she was like, but mine's different because mine are the same thing, like <laughs> kindergartners and they never leave. Yeah. They're like That's special exactly. needs children, which is lovely and fine, but they don't ever like, they're yeah. always two. Not special needs, like special needs. Special needs, like they're like, going like to always be I have to pick up their poop care. outside yeah. all the time. Yes. That's forever. Yeah. yeah. If my dog could learn to use the toilet, it would be like, Leaps and bounds. If I'm constantly at like a six or seven on my bad days, like just being able to have my dog use the toilet would be like putting me constantly at a nine, I think. If cats can do it. Cats can do it. And bunnies, bunnies, I've heard they get uh, trained. I think it do it. But then it would be the annoyance of... You didn't flush. Yeah. So then oh, you'd have man. to teach him how to Oh, yeah. It's always something. Always going to find something. Elvis. It's always <laughs> something with dog children. <laughs> it's always something with feces, I'll tell you. That's true. <laughs> have you ever realized in a moment of boredom that you need to have a new furry comforter right now? Well, I have. And that's why I love and I'm so grateful for Wish.com. They have everything from kids' clothes and face masks to hair extensions and Jeep Wrangler accessories. They have vampire teeth, string lights, and plant seeds. I was skeptical at first, but when I found my much-needed outdoor shower bath tent and women's travel urinal, I was sold. Just make sure to look at the reviews with photos before you buy. Wish items may take no less than 48 days to arrive at you or your neighbor's door. Ugh, I love Wish.com. Uh, But yeah, that was Vanderpump Rules. Um, Yeah. I think... To answer the second part of your question that I... Oh, did we ask a question? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for I keeping track. I love that you're like a producer. <laughs> yeah, so no smart kidding. About Listen, this. ladies, let's get <laughs> on track. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's the hard part, though. I mean, quite honestly, it's hard for me to turn it off. And that makes me feel like I'm always a I little bit... It. You know, like I'm going into someone else's show. Be polite. Oh, no, Rob, this is great. Wait, Robs, we need you. Okay. We, that's yeah. why we Reel that's it how in, we Robs. found our producer, everybody. Yeah. Our, we found Rob through Robs. Yes. 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 We we're like, Robs, help us out. And he was like, I know a Rob. And we were like, another Rob. And he was Brooklyn Frequency. Yeah. Which so was it like a match made in Rob's There's Brooklyn. a lot of kismet happening here. The Mercury was in Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. And we all. Yes, loved it was. It. Um, that is no Yellow joke. Gatorade. Don't so the second part of the question that you reminded us of because we're, we need right. to talk about you. You're here. Well, I think I was just going <laughs> to say what the other podcast was. So shameless yes. self promotion. Um, yes, please. It. Yes, please. This one's just, and I'll be quicker about this one. I so, I promise you. Um, oh. So same Star Trek show, right? Um, yeah. Their social media director, I became very good friends with. His name is Bill. He lives in Ohio. Uh, I actually just traveled there for his wedding. Congratulations, Bill. Bill has like an encyclopedic mind of a bunch of film and TV, but highly focused on the 80s. And we were talking about shows that I had never seen and that he had never seen over lockdown. And we didn't want to like just be like, we should start a podcast. We did. We said that a whole lot, but it took like two (laughs) years for us to actually do it. And 
We are very strategic about it because it is a lot of work. Like it's not as yeah. easy as, you know, the people you sit next to at brunch who are like, yeah, my brother and I are thinking about starting a podcast because, you know, it's just like we're just so funny. Yeah. Right. And you're like, well, oh yeah. my God, there's okay. more to it. I mean, yes, I, I can tell you guys Do have it. great charisma. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but Bill and I are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay, we love talking about shows, sharing movies with each other, um, that sort of thing. And there's a ton of movie podcasts. So how do you yeah. differentiate yourself? So we just do themed seasons. So like one of those seasons might be like futuristic movies that we've already passed the time they were supposed to take place. Oh, right? good. So That's movies awesome. set in yeah. 1997 that were made in 1982, right? Um, right, 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 right. Or like the, the whole genesis of this was I used to have a horror movie podcast called Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Oh, <laughs> right on time. The feed is still there, but it's not exactly, you know, I had another co-host, great person, but the show found its end, you know, like life finds a way uh, yeah. to end podcasts. <laughs> um, and Bill and I were gonna just take over that feed and do all of the Predator movies. But as we were watching all of the Predator movies for the new season, we were like, we're talking about way more than just horror here. We should just make a different podcast. So we made a different podcast called Bill and Rob's An Excellent Adventure. Sometimes we'll watch a theme, but that's all grouped into seasons. So oh, got it, okay. That way we can record a whole season, take a break, record a whole yeah. season, yeah. take a break, you know, give ourselves some breathing room. I mean, we're... We're adults for Christ's sake. So how do you, because now you're a master at this, obviously. I do my best. Is this something that you feel like this is what you want to do? You like to create content. You're a talented guy. You got a great voice. You have great ideas. You're really smart. You have the know-how. But is this something that is like, do you feel like this is where your wheelhouse is? I'm going to create podcasts. Is it for you? Is it for other people? Can you be like a developer? What do you want to do with your life, Rob? <laughs> what do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> so quick answer. Yes, I love making podcasts almost too much. Sometimes I bite off more than I can chew. I have to take a step back. Yeah. I have to say, realistically, how much can I actually do in a day, right? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. also, when it is your day job, it's like, you don't want to be working in your off time, right? So it has right. to be something you actually enjoy doing. And I do enjoy making podcasts. I do enjoy making my own podcasts. I enjoy the stuff I do for the nine to five. Um, but you have to find a balance. But um, I went to college for theater and film, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon enough. Mm, um, your parents are so proud. Yes, they did. They, <laughs> loved, they, loved uh, they loved it even more when I was able to actually pay off my student loans. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And I graduated around the 2009 recession. So being in Kansas mm. with a degree in theater during a recession did not bode well for career. And yeah. I worked in the service industry, which no harm, no foul on that, but like you hit a ceiling pretty quick, right? And yeah. when there's not a whole lot of areas to navigate, once I hit about 10 years after that, I was like, I need to really figure out a skill. Like I had all yeah, of these yeah. things, you know, I, I was good at like live events and like making events and keeping people on schedule and, and you know, like 
kind of being the organizational brain for yeah. things like that. You know, there's always going to be a comedy show in town or there's always going to be a band that needs uh, help booking or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they had opened or they had done a, a new library in the town I lived at and there was a whole recording studio in the basement and no one was using it. It, it, it was insane to me. And yeah. they had hired this guy who engineered like Get Up Kids albums and like all of these like bands that I really loved, you know, in college and stuff. And he was like, hey, no one's booking it. I'll show you how to use all this equipment. You're like the only person who's come in. So like I learned how to record audio. I spent my days off in there just like learning how to edit through like test podcasts, essentially. And then my girlfriend who had already moved to New York and we were like, oh, what's going? What's going to happen? You know, um, <laughs> she introduced me to a woman named Andrea Salenzi who had a hilarious podcast called Y.O.Y., which has since stopped uh, being, and she's grown in leaps and bounds in her career. Uh, yeah. But she knew this guy named Mike Sachs, who is a comedic writer. He uh, has written a whole bunch of hilarious stuff. and I know Mike Sachs. Ooh, more on that in a sec. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Mike and I teamed up and made his podcast, and it was the first one I could actually like really put on a resume, which then kind of like started the snowball. I started working at this place, this other place. I moved to New York. Um, I actually established a career for myself there in something I enjoyed doing while I was also kind of like learning how to do it while doing yeah. it. Uh, all the time... Harboring huge resentments at myself for going to school for something that didn't pay the bills, but now I actually in story of my life. Well, yeah. <laughs> but now it does. Here's the thing, though. Well. I had a a real moment not too long ago where I was like, well, you know, being in theater and live events and promotions and booking and like memorizing monologues and having the confidence to be on stage and you know script analysis all of these things mm -hmm. like are things i use in podcasting yeah. in my shows in my day job all of that sort of stuff so it's like i can't hate on it at all anymore it was real easy for a while when i you know was frustrated but like yeah but now it's like oh wow yeah i can get on the mic and not feel yeah. like I hate my voice, you know. But no, but well, you have a great voice. That's well, yeah, you that's do. You very clear. Voice. You're very Ira Glass. You but can tell I was fishing for that compliment too, right? Of you course. don't. I will give it of to course. you every day. <laughs> yeah. But what I love is there's two things. One is is that you the theater thing, and and Brooke and I say this all the time. If you are in theater, you learn so many, including being organized, being on time, being accountable. Because if you're doing theater, you are accountable to 50 other people, and if you don't show up it doesn't work right. If Absolutely. you're in the booth and you need to know your tech skills or you need to have a lighting cue or if you're you know, a, a background ensemble actor, if you don't enter on time to the music. So it teaches you so many things about accountability, staying organized. Well, in a business, if you're, yeah. you yourself, if you're an actor, you're a business. Yeah. Right. So, and I think there's something to be said about having that kind of producer mind and being able to put that hat on and having a creative mind. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about this in a past episode, but like being a creative producer in a yeah. way uh, you have to know what all of those elements are mm -hmm. so that you can know how to guide 
yeah. the artist or the project or whatever. And know how to make things funnier. Know how to make things better. So even if somebody else is coming in with the original idea, you go, okay, now I can make this into something amazing. I like to work by like a motto of everything is in service of making the best show, right? And I yeah. feel like that's something easy to say, but harder to do in the room when say like a person is like, no, I really want to do this. And you're like, okay, let's try that. And now let's also do this take, right? Or like, let's do yeah. this, like, like meet me in the middle because at the end of the day, I have to deliver this episode to someone and that yeah. has to get an approval, right? So, But we can't have ego as directors because that's basically what a director does yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's can't be any ego and it has to be about the project. And you have to also be able to tiptoe around talent's egos to make sure they feel heard and understood so that they're always willing to then give ideas and never feel, they, they have to be able to feel vulnerable to put out stupid ideas and, and then somebody 100%. takes it and makes it better. Feeling safe. And then you give them, yeah, you give them that safety and then you say, but let's try this because this is kind of where the tone is going and this is what I need to deliver and then we can just later and that's that's just really smart you're you're smart. well and also like tiptoeing around your own ego yeah you know facts. what i mean like i have caught myself in maybe not some of my finer moments being like i've done this for 10 years you know like i know when i'm freaking yeah here can't or do it and can't it's like, say that can't yeah. say that you know you can say it to yourself all you want but it's not going to get you anywhere but right. like also saying it to a creative partner isn't going to like garner wow. any like helpful situations, which I have learned. And I, as I'm sure, you know, you all probably have in one way or another in the past. <laughs> nope. nope. Not me. I'm nope, perfect. We're perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Melanie had a good point because we uh, have worked with people in the past who have usually uh, older white felt men. threatened by us and our creativity and mm. our our way I've been of doing, doing this for 30 like? years. I don't, and blah, blah, blah. Oh man, <laughs> exactly. So we we've gotten a lot of that before. Well, you should trust me because I've, I've been, been doing, doing this, this for 30 for years blah, 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 and blah, we're blah. Like, and we're going and Melanie looked at me one time and was like, "It doesn't fucking matter." Because all, all of it could have sucked. That's the so, thing. <laughs> all of your 30 years, your shows could have fucking sucked. And yeah. you, that doesn't mean anything. It just doesn't mean anything. You can yeah. spout to me all you want, mister, that I've been doing this for 35 years and da da da, da. He didn't have an, an accent. I'm sorry. That just it comes with whatever. Uh, that was my <laughs> <laughs> that was my Purdue. Who was that guy that ran for president? No, Purdue. Uh, no, I don't even. Oh, no. Ross Perot. Ross Perot. <laughs> wouldn't be. Hi. I don't know. I'm like wouldn't fucking be Oh, wait. Oh, wait that no, was Bush. No, that was yeah, Bush. Bush. Yeah, I was, we don't know. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, they all are terrible. That. They're all of terrible. <laughs> yeah, you can't but, do that. You know, but. it's like what we're talking about what's going on right now. I don't care what you've done. Yep. And your ideas are I'm terrible. I'm looking at so right like, now. No. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. The fact that you're a young guy and you already are realizing this along the way, but you also... Even though that thought crosses your mind, and it crosses our mind too, like you look at somebody and you think that, but the fact that that's already, like you already are in such a solid emotional place to be not only dealing with incredible talent and people that have been in the industry a really long time that are very, very high up in the food chain and you have to make sure that they feel heard, but you also are probably smarter in some aspects where you need them to just get the fucking work done. <laughs> and so you need to make it's sure dance. it's a dance and you yeah. already have that skill. Going back to like Vanderpump Robs, like yeah. sometimes cast members of the show have been on the podcast. Who? Who? Well, Sheena's been on the show. Oh, um, Sheena. 
And Peter has Peter. I've oh, Peter's actually, normal though. I like Peter. And Peter, I've developed a friendship with. Okay, since yeah, moving he seems to like LA, he's pretty like he is. What you see is what you get. Pretty down to earth. He's still managing the restaurant. You know right. what I mean? Like so there's he clearly likes something wrong. Restaurant with business. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, first of all, I should say Shino's great, and she's actually coming back on the podcast Yay. soon. But. You know, we talk about managing higher on the food chain or bigger names, let's say. Yeah. And also, like, on that show, it's like, I am a fan. You know, like, I watch your show. I right. have preconceived notions of who I think you are through an right. edit that's given right. to me. Of the right. character that the producers of, uh, and exactly. posts have developed. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to be like thinking around like that bubble yeah. as well to be like, okay, the rational part of my brain says that like this is being made for the best possible ratings right. situation. Right. And this is very specific to that podcast, of course, but like that is a different way I have to like retool my brain to even be a host to welcome right. someone on something to be like, oh, wait, no, this is a human being. Just like if there was an actor that was a host or a guest on any other podcast I've worked on. Yeah. We worked advice there was something about music where like musicians and big journalists and stuff would be on here. And it's like, well, you're. You're not what you wrote. You're just the person that right. wrote this article for Rolling Stone or whatever. You can't be like, duh, you, duh, you, you, you. you got to yeah. dissociate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it, it's one of those things where I think we can all look back at a time in our life that, you know, you're not proud of like how you acted because right. something didn't go your way or you're dealing with a, a, a difficult working partner or something. But, you know, it may sound cliche, but like, Therapy helps a whole lot when you start like, <laughs> you know, recognizing that maybe part of the problem is me and like how I approach these issues. The fact that that even in that moment, you realize that that didn't make me proud or that made me feel like icky afterwards or you look back on it with regret like that's already beyond you're already in a self-understanding place. You're already in a place where you're like you're willing to self see. Is that a word? Well, OK, so then I have a question. So when if Going on that note, like where you're saying therapy, you should have therapy. I mean, a lot of them, those people that are on that show, it's like, do is it? Do you think that that's like a stepping stone for them? Do they think that they have to go through this so that then they can grasp some sense of fame and then that might catapult them into something else? So like, let's just get past this first step. I mean, what mm. what do you gauge from the guests that you've had on your show? Either go Vanderpump Rules or fucking go to therapy. Lay off the vodka. I mean, I can't. <laughs> no, that's not an option. Right here. You know, there's different eras, right? And I think the people who are on a reality show that are maybe, hmm, how do I want to put this? I don't want to say smart, uh, but <laughs> the ones who are at least trying to better themselves and trying yeah. not to not like deflect or be defensive or yeah. too much who can at least go like, oh yeah, like I was painted in not so good light there. Learn from that and then probably at least address it. But like you can look at cast members and then you can look at what they've posted online. And like the ones who catch a lot of shit for something stupid they say or do, generally will, if they're forward thinking right. and are not defensive or deflective, will act and show that they are trying to be better than right. who they were or how they were represented. And not in like a phony way. You can right. also tell like someone just puts a screenshot of their notes app saying, I'm so sorry I yelled at the person at the burrito restaurant right. yesterday. Um, 
I'm working on myself. Like that's that's how I'm talking. And does, about. but does that kind of real quick? Does yeah. that validate though them now going back on for the next episode and acting an ass again? Well, no, because they've already taped. But I don't know if they know that what they're going to be cut like until later. Well, or the next season then. Oh yeah, you know to the go on there because season. who asks them back if they're not causing? Yeah, you can't completely heal, or you're not good TV. Yeah, and you can see the people who are bettering themselves, uh-huh. and you can see the folks that are. Knowing this purely a theory of mine. Yeah, yeah. But fact, go ahead. There's this like <laughs> circular logic, right? Of okay, I don't want to be a shithead, let's say, but I also know that I probably will be guaranteed back on the next season if I make good TV, right? And right. I don't evolve. I, yeah, yeah. If I rein or reinforce why people keep yeah. watching this. Show or aspects of what's crazy is that, like, being on a reality show, I've never been on a reality show except for this one, whatever. Um, this reality show called Life, uh, right? <laughs> um, but being on a reality show, like, yes, they cut it to you know for their storyline and to make you look like what they needed to look like and all these things, but looking at it afterwards, even though you go, Well, they, they fucking cut that to like make me look bad, it's like, Well, but yes, it may be exacerbated because of the storyline or what they needed, but. There has to be some validity in that of who you are. And even if you feel you're either going to blame them and say, you cut it bad, blah, blah, blah. It was I out really of context. It was out yeah. of context. Or you can like turn the mirror back and go, but they wouldn't have grabbed any of this if there wasn't something to grab. Something to grab. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> and every every situation is unique, you know, but like. Yeah. There are definitely things where you like you can probably just let this one go, even if yeah. you, <laughs> even if you know you're right. And then I Which, think this yeah. goes back also to like you know theater directing and producing podcasts. You know, like yeah. I know I'm right. I know that this is <laughs> yeah. the right thing to do here, right. but no one wants to do it. So right, all right, I'm not going to die on this hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring up something. You mentioned something earlier about, um, and we'll we'll get back to whatever you were going to want to talk about. I don't care. Um, I'll forget. I don't remember now anyway. But earlier you were talking about you were in that library, and Mm -hmm. in the basement there was a recording studio that nobody was that nobody was using, and I just you and I have talked about this before. How many times in our lives that we've walked past something? My dad was uh, a producer, but he was also um, a band manager and stuff for a very long time. He worked in TV. He was a cameraman. He was uh, in radio for a really long time. And he had a complete studio set up in his house forever. Like until he passed away, I was packing. Well, we have his microphone. I was packing up all of his stuff. And how many times did I walk past it and it never... I never made the connection between my entertainment being in theater and wanting to be an actress and what he was doing and could have taught me. I mean, he had these huge mixing boards and like it was incredible. And like how many times have we walked past something and you were smart enough to look at it and go, this is just sitting here waiting for me and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it. But it, this is calling me, and I feel like if we took a moment in our lives, on a, even if it was daily, and even if it went nowhere and meant nothing, but just take that look around you that goes like, 
I noticed that. I'm going to stop for a second. Let me just notice why I noticed that. Like, is this something like feeling and reading the universe? Yeah. Like, because it was. You walked past it. You could have walked away. It was in the basement of the library. Like, you could have been like, oh, I'm sure that somebody blah, 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 walked away and done nothing. But it called to you and you listened to it. You know what else called to him? What? Hmm. The True West flyer in a diner. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well, okay, so this yeah. is how we met. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Absolutely. So when we, I was directing True West, yeah. you were my right hand gal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I we had made those flyers and we put them out everywhere, all over LA. And I, how did you get us on Instagram though? Did you find it? Like how did? Oh, you- I searched on Instagram True West because I was still relatively new to LA at the time. And I was like, I want to see if they're posting stuff. Because when I directed True West, I made it like, and this is before reels and before yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is like my only means of promotion is social media because I didn't have a huge budget yeah. um, or anything like that. And I'm middle of Kansas. Um, and so I was like, oh, I want to see if there's like some behind the scenes stuff and compare it to some of the things that I did. You know, it was very selfish of me. No, I but love also, it. Well, that's great. I wanted to like know more about the show because I didn't know much about the scene or anything like that. And, you know, we're coming out of lockdown. It's it's it was there's something to do outside of my yeah, house, yeah. you know, um, and I loved the flyer and I, I saw it at a cafe and I was like, well, I'm waiting for my breakfast. I'm going to Google this. And then I left a comment because I was just like, I'm so glad I saw this. I, I want I'm going to come, you know, and because I also know like how that feels yeah. when someone recognizes you're doing something yeah. and a random person is like, oh, I love this play or I love this yeah. thing. And like that gives you that like Somebody extra sees me. oomph, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. it's like, oh, our marketing worked. I didn't just put it in a cafe for it to sit there and yeah. they're like, well, this is past due and throw it in the trash. Um, yeah. But so then you hit us up on Instagram and we we're like, yes, I can't wait. Come to the show. <sighs> and then you came and then... Um, I don't know. We didn't talk or, or anything. And then it was later. And I'm like, did you like the show? Or something yeah. like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was awesome. And then, of course, I'm like, well, who is this person? Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> so, of course, I Googled your ass. And then sure, I'm like, of course. holy, he's a podcast producer. Yeah. And we don't own a podcast. And we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, we need help. <laughs> so then you were so gracious to like, yeah. give your time and, and to sit down with Melanie and I and Give us some uh, producer leads and, tell and us advice. I mean, and it changed our show. format yeah. in that one meeting that you had with us. It changed our. It, it, it cleared. It gave us. It, it took the fog away and it put our blinders on on what we wanted to do. You really, really gave that to us. So, so if it you. wasn't for you, we wouldn't have Rob. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have, have, have the good like, format. We tight. Yeah, we tight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have to say it like that every time. Tight. Of so course, um, it's the rule. It's that. the rule. And so we're just uh, super grateful like that the, all of that worked out and that you yeah. took the time to notice yeah. something oh, that was going on and reach out. And then and now we've out. made these connections because yeah. now I'm going to watch Vanderpump Rules. Now I have to oh watch The Predator, all the Predators. They just made the prequel, Prey, which came out on Hulu, which is amazing. Have you so. seen it? Good? Okay, Charlie, my husband and I are going to watch it this weekend. We were talking okay. about it. Okay. Well, I've, you know, I've listened to some of your other breakdowns of the other shows and I'm you know like that was horrible so yeah I, you know I oh not not your shows the show no, the, movies, the, no. thing. the show that the, I say are horrible yeah yes. well yeah. you I want to hear about everything you're doing next including the the boxes behind you yeah what's going on you just got to LA what's happening well here's the thing the job offered to have me come to LA and I love it yeah. and I love being out on the west coast having being locked in a apartment for as long as we were all locked up in New York, 
was yeah. very much weighing on me emotionally. Uh, I thought, how many times do you actually get an opportunity that a job wants you on an, another area? Um, yeah. And then as it turns out, we're still very flexible. And so we want to stay on the West Coast, but we also don't want to live in an apartment anymore. So we're going to be moving out towards the desert in like the Yucca Valley area where it's oh, beautiful. Yay. We love uh, it. We yeah. fall in love there. We always took our dog out there for like 4th of July or anytime there was going to be loud noises. Yeah. And it's just very peaceful and serene. And, um, you know, next step of... Uh, my family's life and it's is that your pioneer town uh it is it is close to pioneer town a good friend of mine runs i don't know if he partially owns or if he's oh, just the, out there yeah. running the red dog saloon which oh. we used for we used that as our bar for Full circle true yeah. west next you know yeah. we made it the red dog saloon and he actually we went to the american academy of dramatic arts together he's a phenomenal actor and producer and he and i our grad play was sam shepherd's lie of the mind Good God. Oh, yes. Lie of the So mind. now you go out there and you say, hey, I'm going to go up to the Red Dog Saloon, who was your friend, and I'll tell him, and then you tell him, and then it's like, oh, oh my God, look great. at this. We're like family. We'll spend this Christmases is so together. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. <laughs> well, yeah. all three hold your triplets. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's so nice <laughs> to be able to work remotely like that. So you have all, yeah, of, your, exactly. all of the same things going on. Can we put your uh, Vanderpump and the Rob's Excellent Adventure in our- thing links for you please do i I I do want to say real quick though that like the big move for the podcast world for me is that i started a vanderpump robs patreon which is very daunting asking people for money yeah yeah, i don't care putting out bonus content and stuff but it's been it's been pretty exciting and um you know a lot of people have started to come on and and it's it's been leading to some good things. So that okay. was the next step in that. Uh, the comedy is just staying as top notch as possible over there. Um, it's what I like to do. <laughs> and, you know, luckily, I'm not moving that far away. So I still get to come to L.A. for great theater productions. As Yay. Well as, you know, good, anytime good. I have to go to a studio or something oh, like that. Yes. So it's been great. You know, I'm really excited about the future. And, you know. Uh, take it one day at a time, right? Yeah, hey, that's, that's all we can do. do. That's all we yep. can do. Thank you for coming on and seriously and lowering your bar to us. I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you for having me. I meant so lowering hard to your like... hand to bring us. Oh, along. yeah. Of course, lifting. We're all holding hands now, that's lifting right. each other yeah. up monkey. in this podcasting Hi-ya. world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all about the monkey system. It is. I love it. We're kind of monkey. Yeah. Mom's Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler with Brooklyn Frequency. Music by Kai Sample.